You're listening to the Auburn Express. Fall camp starts today and the quarterback race is on. Who's going to win? Robbie Ashford or Peyton Thorne? Drop it on. You are you now, are now listening, listening to, to the War Report. What's up, War Report family? We're back with another morning drop. It's Wednesday, and I'm bringing in my boy, B. Will, to talk a little bit about fall camp. B. Will. Fall camp starts today. Players mm-hmm. are back in. <laughs> we may or may not have recently talked to some players on the eve of fall camp. But uh, I think they're ready to go. Everybody's ready to play football. Um, part of that discussion is going to be who's going to win at quarterback. I think it's going to be a main storyline all through fall camp. Newcomer, Peyton Thorne, is coming from Michigan State. Uh, and he is competing with incumbent Robbie Ashford. Uh, Holden Gariner is also in the race, uh, you know, uh, there's some other guys, but we don't expect them to really compete this fall. Uh, what should fans expect from this quarterback, this race, race, this camp? And how much do you think Payne Thorne can make up in a short amount of time? You were adamant. You were adamant that you felt like Hugh Freeze's guy wasn't on the roster. Is that still how you feel? And is the guy he brought in going to be the best to win the job? I, I was adamant that Hugh Freeze had not selected, had not recruited, had not brought in any of the guys here, so he was going to go and get his guy. Okay. Whether or not his guy is the best guy remains to be seen. Fair enough. And also for the record, as I have said multiple times, I think the highest ceiling for Auburn's offense is Robbie Ashford, given the keys, and allow him to grow into the offense and into the position of starting quarterback with the proper talent around him and support from the offensive line of the run game. Mm-hmm. That is our best case scenario. But we also understand that Hugh Freeze has a job to do. And if he thinks that, no, that's going to take too long. No, so I got somebody who is going to get it sooner. Then he has every right to do that. He has to get us to the highest number of wins he can get us to. And it's his job to select the quarterback to do it. Now, with that being said, I expect this quarterback race to be a dogfight. I expect it to be a dogfight. And I expect it to be a dogfight, not because Peyton Thorne missed uh, a spring. Uh, he's, He's played some springs. Has he been in this system? No. But one thing that we've heard from multiple parties is... This system is fun and it's easy. <laughs> so this is not the the Brian Hardison system of, of yesteryear, which apparently was very wordy, very obtuse, and very hard to grasp. It's more simple. It's easier to play and it's easier to understand and should be easier to get going for both quarterbacks and wide receivers. I don't think the the, the spring that he has missed will set him back. This will entirely be about Robbie Ashford's health, determination to get better because we know if it's a jailbreak situation and oh plays broken what's going to happen Robbie Ashford's going to win that battle against Peyton Thorne nine and a half times out of ten right the question comes down to has Robbie Ashford in practice in 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 just repping has he improved on his accuracy Mm. intermediate short and downfield as well throwing on schedule making that slant pass 
right where it needs to be in motion so that they don't have to lean back, break their momentum, the, the receivers or the running backs or whoever's receiving that pass. If he has improved his passing enough to be on par with Thorne's passing, then it's not a competition. Then it's over. Then Robbie Ashford can take that job because that <laughs> athletically, say, yeah, uh, athletically he's superior. Yeah, they're not. They're not the same. Yeah, yeah. They're not athletically, the same. they're not the same. Yeah, right. for sure. Uh, it, it is going to be interesting to see, um, you know, whether Hugh Freeze picks consistency over upside. Now, ideally, like you said, if you're going to be both, then the job is yours, no matter who you play for. Right. No matter where you were at, like, like if you're going to be that athletic and consistent, you're going to he's going to shut it down, obviously. Uh, but um, that is left to be seen. I think, uh, you know, Hugh Freeze has some decisions to make. So let's talk about timeline. Does Hugh Freeze have to name a starting quarterback by game one? Mm, you know, I don't think he wants to be in a position where he's like, I don't know, guys. We'll see. Maybe there's a an advantage there. I, do you need an advantage for Cal, though? That's really the question I would ask. Yeah. If, you're, if you're not going to name a starter, don't name it until the beginning of week four when we play an opponent who needs to know who our starter is because Robbie Ashford and Peyton Thorne, wildly different skill sets. You need to know who's going to be who and who's going to be on that field if you're Texas A&M facing us. If you're Cal facing us, we may have enough juice just to beat Cal off the talent differential alone. The same thing for UMass week one and our week three opponent who's escaping me at the moment. You, if you're going to name one, I get the, the the benefit of naming one, right? You go ahead and say, hey, here's my dude because I need to get him all these first team reps. He talked about it at SEC Media Days. There's not enough reps to go around for everybody, okay? Mm -hmm. We're going to narrow it down from everybody to two after 10 days in camp. And then we got to narrow it. Well, did he say we need to narrow it down to one? Ooh. I don't know what he's going to do. I don't know if, if he wants to say, hey, I'm just going to hold something back just mm. for the sake of gamesmanship. I think that's an advantage, but that's only an advantage if the two guys who are competing for that starting job are neck and neck. If you've yeah. got one guy who's clearly superior, like, hey, we got to roll with you, okay? We got to roll with the best guy in camp who's been most consistent, and that's the guy we're going to put out there because he still has time. He has to gel with these wide receivers. And that's what you lose by splitting reps for too long, which is why I don't think Hugh Freeze would do it. You lose the advantage of the repetitions with the entire offense, with the play callers. You need that experience because no matter who it is, they're going to be brand new in the system. You got to choose a guy for that reason. That's why I think Hugh Freeze would. But if he didn't, the only advantage would be to one-up and get a little bit of a tactical advantage on Texas a and Week 4. Yeah. Uh, look, uh, <laughs> I'm not so sure he has to name one by by Week 1. Uh, I think that he's going to evaluate. He may even use Game 1 to evaluate who's going to be a starting quarterback. Yeah. Uh, you might see even now, there was an ESPN article where he talked about the efficacy of the, of the 2QB system. Mm. Can it work? He thinks it can work if you have the right guys, if everybody does their job and all things are great, right? Um, yeah. I don't love it. I don't love it. I think that whoever's in the game had, needs a chance to get into a rhythm. But in that article, he also talked about having a guy in the fourth quarter, mm -hmm. right? Ideally, you think it's the guy that starts the first quarter, right? But it may not be. Yeah. So what are the chances that we see a 
two QB system through the first three games, you know, and is that in Auburn's best interest to do that that long into the season? It's only in their best interest if one guy doesn't separate himself heads and shoulders. Like, hey, by far and away, you're better. And it doesn't, well, let me say, it doesn't have to be such a stark uh, difference like the difference between Cam Newton and, and you know, Barry Trotter. Like, that. that's pretty wide gap right there. You knew who that was going to be. But if Robbie has his advantages and Peyton Thorne has his, but both of them are still deficient in what the other one is strong at, then maybe you go, I don't know. Maybe I'll keep both of y'all around. Keep both of y'all ready. Mm-hmm. But the, the biggest question still is, how are you going to get snaps? If you're Robbie Ashford and you know that your athleticism is crazy, but you know you need reps with these wide receivers, with this offense, with Phil Montgomery calling the shots, how are you going to get those reps to improve as a passer if all you're getting is one series every quarter? How are you going to get that rhythm that allows you to have quality experience that makes you better? That's why I don't think he'll do it. I think Hugh Freeze knows this well enough to know you're my quarterback. I got to ride with you. Riding with you means you're getting the keys and you are allowed to make mistakes. I don't see him doing that for two guys. He's going to just do that for one. He's going to make his call based on what he sees in fall camp. And he's going to make that call for one guy, not two. Allow them to take their lumps and tell the other guy to get ready. Tell coach, the QB coach and and the OC, get number two ready because he's got to be ready even though he doesn't get this experience as the number one. But we still got to try to keep him ready the best way we can. Yeah, look, it's going to be interesting to see what he what direction he decides to go. Year one is going to be super, super important to Hugh for putting proof of concept on the field. Now, he's got Walker White in this class, but you certainly want to show future quarterbacks that coming here to play quarterback is going to be a good decision for you. Right. Right. And what you do with your current players is going to be super important. So Robbie Ashford is, is highly talented. Peyton Thorne has had success at the P5 level. He was at the helm of an 11-2 and two season. A lot of people, you know, will say, hey, look who he had around him. I think that's fair uh, to say because in the following year, uh, things were kind of a mess and they fell off. Uh, but uh, he's here now and they wanted to be here. So it's going to be interesting to see uh, what they do. So uh, before we move on to comments, B, I got one more question for you. Okay. Beside accuracy, what other one thing does Robbie Ashford have to show to lock out Peyton Thorne from the starting job? Accuracy is the obvious thing, but you know right. what's the what's the what's the one thing that, that you think Robbie has to do to, to lock this down? He has to make sure that if things aren't going his way on a drive, in a scrimmage, in a practice, that he keeps the same demeanor, a nice, even keel, calm, positive demeanor no matter what's happening. Commit to that work. Commit to the process of not being chosen outright. Bottle all of that emotion that I know he feels about what he went through last season and kind of being slept on this season. Have them going to choose another quarterback to come in and and kind of get be primed for the starting job ahead of him. Bottle all that. Keep it under control and perform. That emotional maturity mm. will vault him much higher in the coach's eyes than I think he was when they came in and they saw how things not going right affected him. That's how you can change it here. It's keeping things even and calm, even though I know he's a storm of emotion on the inside. Understandably, mm-hmm. football is an emotional game. It's a physical game. There's no way to go out there and take these hits and and then 
pick up your phone and see people talking bad about you after you're in all this pain and doing everything that you can to make to try to win games for the team. You have to bottle it, contain it, and use that to drive your performance to the most consistent performance you can have. You're not going to get every pass. You're not right. going to hit every pass. But what you can do is say, Bet, let's come back to that. And your mm-hmm. next pass, be better. Your next rep, be better. Your next read, be better. If he can do that, he can compete for the starting job if he can do that. That's number one. But if he doesn't get the starting job, they will have no qualms about sending him in there when the time comes as long as he keeps it together emotionally. Yeah, I think uh, I think what you said on the front end of this was important. When things aren't going well, what is your attitude going to be? Yeah. What are you going to show? What are you going to project when things aren't going well? War Report family, you are listening to The Morning Drop, where we talk about the most recent and relevant Auburn sports news. We broadcast live from The War Report's YouTube channel on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday mornings at 10 a.m. Eastern, 9 Central Time. You're welcome to come watch it live, but the live chat is reserved for our YouTube channel members only. So come on by, become a member, and get active in the best Auburn sports community on the webs. We'll be right back after we pay a couple bills. Thanks for sticking around through the ad break. Now, here's the rest of your morning drop. Uh, Coming back here, let's get to some comments. You guys have been active in the comment section this morning. We appreciate that. Uh, Starting at the top here, let's see. I want to thank Be Reconciled for joining as a YouTube member. Uh, Welcome to the family, brother. Uh, Welcome to Patron. B. Will's forehead says, Grant Lloyd would beat out everyone. That is for, (laughs) that's a comment for Ike there. So, uh, yeah, Ike, if you're watching, Buell's forehead says Grant Loy for president. Dana Jones says, who's ready for September 2nd? Let's go. I agree. Football is close, guys. Football is almost here. And, you know, there's a lot of anticipation. The players in our conversations with the players, um, they're ready for football. So, you know, working out has gotten a little mundane at this point. They're ready to get hit the football field and see what they can do. Tiger Dog 74 says, at the reconciled, I'm looking forward to one or two guys that always seem to come out of nowhere to be serious c- contributors. Uh, I think that a lot of guys are going to seemingly come out of nowhere uh, to be contributors here. So it's going to be interesting to see uh, which guys come out of nowhere. So when you have a team that has not accomplished much, a lot of guys are going to seemingly come out of nowhere. Uh, so, like I said, it's going to be interesting to see. I, I put my money on Jay Fair wide receiver this year. Uh, you should, too, because... That's what smart people do. Uh, Tiger Dog says, this is my first time doing this. Just joined at the patron level and figuring this chat stuff out. These guys are simply the best at what they do. Uh, Sources confirm that this is correct. (laughs) The record's out. (laughs) I do have a poll question. Who's the number one guy you're watching during fall camp? Offense and defense. I'm going with Austin Keys on D and Avery Jones on O. This is an interesting question. B, who you got? Defense, interestingly enough, I'm actually looking at and for Robert Woodyard. I want to see him play a linebacker. I just I want to see what he can do at linebacker. That's that's the guy on defense on offense. Camden Brown. Camden Brown. We, okay. we saw the promise. We saw the physical skills that he has. But I want to see him get on the field because what I think he's going to have to do here today, well, I say today, but in camp, he's going to have to earn himself a starting spot. Because with all of the big body, similar skill set receivers that may have a little more 
uh, agility than him, maybe even a little more speed than him, he's going to have to carve out a niche for himself to make sure he can stay in the starting rotation after this season. And I think that starts with a strong fall camp, earning his spot on the field in the midst of, of course, Shorter's here and and Hooks is here. We got a lot of guys here that are similar in skill set and physical uh, physical stature. He's got to carve out his role. I want to see if he can do it, starting with a very strong fall camp. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely will be interesting to see what he can do uh, there. Uh, super chat from Auburn Dad for Life. Uh, good morning, fam. Water Amigo football is officially back, baby. Get crunked, be will. Be will get crunked. Oh, come on, man. It's here come to on, stay. Auburn Dad, you're supposed to be letting it die. It's here to stay, bro. It's here to stay. Um, let's see here. Uh, James Barnett says, fellas, how does uh, the change in defense possibly affect Thorne's play on the field? That's interesting. You know, the Big Ten actually has some decent defenses. They have... The teams that have decent defenses are usually terrible on offense. Iowa, all right, Illinois, okay, Wisconsin here and there too. Like they were consistently okay on defense, but terrible on offense. So I don't think the defenses thing is the problem here. The thing that he's going to have to have trouble with is how often he sees quality defenses because there may be six in the the Big Ten in any given year. And I say great to okay. There's probably the same number here, but I feel like in the SEC, the teams that you're going to see a tough defense against Missouri, right? Like they were a a bad team, but they had a great defense last year. And then you're going to turn around and play a team like, oh, miss bad defense, but they actually had a good offense. Like you're you're always going to be under threat. So whether it's Peyton Thorne actually being under duress from the other team's defense or him having to keep up with the team where, okay, the points are coming easy, but now every time you go back out there, you're in a, a... uh, a shootout, there's going to be pressure to perform every game. And I think that's a little bit different than the Big Ten. You have some outright sleepers. Like, I don't have to get up for Rutgers. I don't have to get up for well, Nebraska at the time. And every year, there's probably going to be two more where you just really don't have to worry about them. That's not the case here. All right, our floor is much higher than the Big Ten's floor. We got Vandy, but Vandy snuck Florida, they the number four overall draft pick at quarterback got beaten by Vanderbilt last year. The floor is raising rapidly in the SEC. So Thorne will just have to be on his game, whether it's looking out for the other defenses or making sure he's on his P's and Q's to outgun some capable offenses. He's just going to have to be ready. Miller Howes, I love Robbie. I just believe Peyton Thorne is more prepared from a leadership perspective to seek out um, the Hugh Freeze vision for year one. Um, listen, this is something that Robbie has to change. This is a narrative and a perception, I think, that he just has to change. Um, he's not played a ton of football. Right. I think people need to remember that. But uh, you can grow as a leader. Um, and I'm not saying that you may or may not hear him talk about this soon, but probably hear him talk about this soon. Uh, the Tiger Dog says, don't count Robbie out. He's got the potential to be a virtual clone of Marcus Mariota. I think he's more athletic than Marcus Mariota. Honestly, I mean, Mariota was fast. Now, don't give me yeah, that. he was fast. <laughs> you know, Robbie is fast and strong, so it'll be interesting to see. Uh, Steve Bradley, I still say Coach Hugh Freeze plays both QBs in the last two games to first really get uh, the first two games. I'm sorry, uh, to get firsthand look with live conditions. Not sure if that is for the whole season or just for four games before UGA. Mm, yeah, I think that this is a growing sentiment that this is a strong possibility. So we'll see um, mm-hmm. if camp is close. Then you you may have to do this. Yeah, yeah, for sure. 
right? If it's close during camp, like if both yeah. those guys go out and they're super consistent, I still think Robbie has the edge with, if all things are equal, of all other things are equal, you choose athleticism plus consistency. Right. Like we, like we yeah. said earlier, TK says, why would uh, he say Robbie's the most freakish athlete he's ever coached? Come on, Robbie's right in this. Uh, he should be. He, he definitely he should be. Um, Philip Hall says, best case, Robbie is really good and we run him a lot. In case of injury, we still have two QBs we can rely on. You need two B- QBs. I- I've talked about this often. Half the teams in this league needed their backup to play a whole game last season. So if you are not ready, it is to your own detriment. Uh, Tiger Dog 74 says they had to bring someone else in because the QB room was one injury away from playing a guy with virtually no experience. I think that a lot of QB rooms are here at some point, though. At some point, the guy you're bringing in is not going to have a ton of experience. George is there. They had one guy ran the entire show for two seasons, and and neither guy has run any significant snaps at all. And one of them is going to be a starter. So, yeah, they are also... Now, they can believe in their potential a little more because you've had two guys who have both been there getting coached. For at least well, for at least one full season, they've been getting reps. One guy, and in, in, I don't know which of them it, it is, has been there for two years now. So okay, maybe you got a little more, you know, familiarity with your guys. But no, you could put either one of them in there in a tough game in in case of injury, and they be seeing ghosts. Like it's it, it happens. Yeah, it, def- it definitely happens. Um, yeah, yeah, you're gonna at some point you're gonna have a guy with no experience. I think people just need to get used to that. Uh, Wardam Dad 95 odds that Walker establishes himself as a five star. Um, while he's committed to Auburn, <laughs> we'll see. Uh, our guys tend to lose, lose a star for some reason, so we'll see how that goes. Um, <laughs> Ruger, Ruger Rell, Robbie has uh, Robbie's been battle tested and knows, uh, what he's up against in the SEC, so he knows what to expect and to prepare for. I don't feel like no QB of Alabama or Georgia can say that. But look, the 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 experience that he got last season is not being talked about enough. It may have been a rough first season, but there are a lot of QBs who have rough first seasons. Yeah. So I do think that that will play in down the road. Lisa Daniel says, TK, I agree. We can't be out here assuming Robbie isn't aware of what people are saying and knows he needs to make changes. Because that is what the narrative has been all summer, is maturity and leadership. These guys hear this stuff. Mm-hmm. Let me be clear. These guys hear everything we talk about. Um, but I've gotten a call or two after a segment that we've done about something that we said. They hear it. They do hear it. I like to think that we're fair in our takes, but not everybody's going to be fair in your takes. So they hear it. Now, what you do with what you hear is the mark of maturity for a football player. Right. You have to be able to tune out the noise, man. We're media. We, we talk. That's what we're paid to do. We're paid to talk. <laughs> right? And sometimes you're going to love what we say, and sometimes you're going to hate what we say. What I am clear on is, is that what we say has no bearing on what you go out and do on the field. <laughs> right? It should have. If you are where you need to be mentally. And so that's what I where I hope a lot of these players are at. Like, tune out the noise, man. You know, well, let us do the talking. You do the playing. And hopefully you're giving us something good to talk about. Uh, Jonathan Boyson says, Bama fan tried to tell me R- Milrow is faster than Robbie until I showed him Milrow's 40 time at Pro Day, which was a 4-6. Robbie would burn him. There, oh, would, yeah, he ain't got no, why why would no Milrow have been at Pro Day? Oh, we had guys at Pro Day that, that were under. But he's class, coming so. back. 
time. Really? I don't. I don't. This is weird. It's weird to go to a pro day and then stay. I don't know. But yeah, if he ran a four six, he's definitely slower than Robbie because uh, I know the last forty Robbie told me he ran was a four five, but that was last summer uh, or four four nine, I think. And so uh, he's just a little bit sub four five. And he definitely feels like he's faster and stronger now. So it'll be interesting to see uh, where he lands up this season. Guys, that's it for another morning drop. We'll be back at you guys on Friday. We're signing off as always. War Eagle. War Eagle. Drop!